Thank you for meeting with me today so we can do this little uh, interview because people are curious about the metaverse. It's when been, were you in Chengdu? I was in Chengdu in 2000, most of 2011. 2011, 10 years. I miss it. Yeah. I say that every time, but I really do miss it. Hi, this is Rocky Nash live here and on my podcast. Today, we are speaking with Matt Vey, the founder of Metal Kingdom Studios. So a little backstory, everyone. I met Matt 10 years ago. We'll tell you more about that in the description, but what's on everyone's mind right now, and that is filling the fees of social media, especially on LinkedIn, is the metaverse. And Matt actually has an understanding of it. So I constantly refer to him. Tell us what is the metaverse exactly to you? Yeah, so, you know, there's in different circles, lots of arguments about this terminology. I don't really get into that too much. To me, it's a series of experiential VR worlds. And many people can create these kind of worlds in Unity or Unreal, the game engines that people build upon. So to me, it's not really a big mystery. It's already been out there for years people just like to hype things up but to me it's just an experience for people to go in in a vr or a virtual environment and enjoy the gamification and and the different projects that people put in there as far as their nft art collections and yeah so it's not a big mystery thank you for calming <laughs> everyone down to, sorry to you know spoil the party but it, it's been out there but now it's catching on because of the NFTs and lots of people want to gamify or, or display their NFTs and the metaverse is a perfect place to do that. Bridging the real world with the metaverse. So I do right. want to learn about your involvement in the metaverse. So tell us a little bit about Middle Kingdom Studios and also the Confluence metaverse. So Middle Kingdom Studios hosts basically is the parent uh, company that, that holds all of my IP. I've been developing storylines and IP for uh, 20 years, over 20 years since I've been in China. One of my flagship IPs is SXD Middle Kingdom, which is based on a real-world archaeological discovery here in Sichuan. And this forms the basis for the backstory of my metaverse. There's actually two components to how I came into developing my quadrant of the metaverse, because you can't claim the entire metaverse, apparently. We have a main VR game that we've been developing for the past year based on my IP and my storyline. There's over 10 uh, worlds already in this game. It's ready to launch. We're just adding a few more bells and whistles. We'll launch it on Steam. It's an indie studio VR game title, which has already 80 hours of gameplay, which is unheard of in the in the industry because most VR game titles start with four, six, maybe 10 hours of gameplay. So this is a massive uh, undertaking by an indie studio. And I think people will enjoy all the worlds that we've built. So yeah, we're getting close to launch on that. So what we've done is in the gameplay field, you'll actually be able to see the Confluence metaverse in the distance on a hill, there's a castle. And people always ask me why you did it uh, as a castle. But the point is that the alien species in my main game storyline series were the universal collectors of relics and uh, artifacts. The castle is actually just the hub for the beginning. 
of the metaverse. In China, they have old towns. You probably visited some old towns. And so I those did. I be... remember those fondly. So did you visit uh, Dujianyan and Qinzhen Mountain when you were in I believe I did. I also went to a historic site, the museum that you think you were referencing your inspiration. Sanjingui. Yeah. Yes. Sanjingui. Yes. There. Yeah. I did. So, it was amazing. So those are such as five UNESCO designated world natural and cultural heritage sites. And that's the idea with the castle as the cultural hub. And the main VR title is actually SXD Andromeda. So this allows me to build whatever themed sub metaverses that I'd like to build. For example, we have an Aztec theme built, the Valley of the Sun people, just down the hill from the castle. We're actually building the Pandaverse with uh, a large media group in Chengdu, uh, which will focus on all of the all the natural and cultural heritage of Chengdu and Sichuan. So there's just many different themes that you can do because it's it's the Wild West. You can do whatever you like. There's no okay. limitation when it comes to VR. Yeah. And you said that we are about to launch. So who is part of your team? Actually, there's many partners in different parts of the metaverse and different parts of the project. The main game is being developed with my partners in Scotland, Mr. Diesel Entertainment. Chris O'Neill is the head of studio. And he's just done for the past year. He's basically lived in VR like 12 hours a day. Like this guy is an incredible machine. If Wait, is, ever... that, is, that, is that safe? What are the recommended hours before we delve into this? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't know how he does it because I can stand probably half hour to an hour. It's uh, a lot of people can't even take five minutes you know, because it makes you dizzy. We have hardcore gamers testing the system and he's done just a fantastic job. It's a huge open world environment. And he's just on his game. So I'm very excited. That game will be coming out Q1 2022. The first bit is done. And of course, this story has a, it's a trilogy. So it has like a 15 year story arc. But in the beginning, you have to start somewhere, right? So we've got a, about a 40 hour of gameplay package that we could put out now if we wanted to. We're just adding some goodies to it and adding some more custom avatars and some cool characters in there to spice up the, the story. Most our titles don't really have a storyline. That's what sets ours apart from most of the VR uh, games that come out right now. And that's what actually made it easier to develop this game is because the story was all laid out for the developers. They didn't have to think about creating story at the same time. So it really made for a for great workflow. It's actually previewed it before our interview, and I was amazed. How long did this custom build take? Yeah, so I think it was either March or April of last year where we started full-time developing on the VR title. That doesn't include what we've done in the metaverse. I just wanted to clarify that for people. So there's the metaverse, and the game lives within the metaverse? The other way around, the game led to the metaverse because the players will actually see the, the cultural hub over there in the distance on the hill, but they won't actually be able to go there inside the main game. They have to find out what that place is, and that is the cultural hub to our metaverse. 
And that hub leads to many other worlds. And we're actually interconnecting. Interestingly, there's many small independent studios out there building their own metaverses. We're connecting our spaceport and I'm open to connecting with any independent uh, metaverse companies out there. Actually, we're doing this now with another partner. I'm not sure I'm at liberty to, to give their name out, but anyway, it's a partner who built their own metaverse and we're gonna interconnect. So this will be our first uh, interconnection with, an, with another independent metaverse. And basically from my spaceport in my world to their spaceport in their world, you'll be able to fly your ship there. Nice. And, What's the importance of allowing your world to integrate with others as opposed to closing others off from access? That's just me. I just like the fact that you can go from my world to many different worlds. Now, there could be problems with that. Sure. There could be content issues. So uh, you have to try to choose people you think are not going to be, you know, doing things that you don't want to be done. But I like the idea of the two-way traffic. I think it's all about traffic. You want people to come to your world, right? So it's, I don't like you just come to one place and that's the only thing you can do there kind of thing. But maybe they want to test out a different theme that I don't have in my world and they can certainly access that through the spaceport. So yeah, a call out to independent studio metaverses out there. If you want to interconnect with the confluence, we have the technology, the ability to all make that happen. It all exists right now. There's no roadblocks. There's nothing deterring us from doing that. So hit me up on LinkedIn or Twitter or through Rocky because Rocky and I are old friends. No problem. And we'll get her done. Wonderful. Well, they are excited because I'm telling you, I've been in Twitter spaces today. LinkedIn was previewing some audio events. People right. are asking, they're just like, I'm an artist. They're saying, I don't think we can mint to art yet and sell it. Tell me a little bit about in your world. I believe you built a gallery where you're hosting your yeah. own NFT. Break that down. I'm not going to try to explain it. <laughs> yeah. So I have my mosaic NFT drop coming up shortly. So I built a an art gallery in the grand hall of the castle. It doesn't always have to be for my own exhibitions. It can be for any artist's exhibitions. And we can custom build an exhibition hall according to the theme uh, of the artist's work. That's no problem. We have many little shops in the courtyard of the castle. I can't really give examples because I might give away which projects I'm working with right now. So it's hard to give those examples. But we have gyms, we have pubs. We have cafes, and so anything that lends itself to any of those themes is, is no problem. Basically, Nate, my son, who's the developer, he custom configs the, the spaces where people can upload their NFT artwork to those spaces. Right now, I'm very open to custom building for artists for whatever projects they want to do. We're good at gamifying NFTs. So, for example, in our world, if you want to have some promotion or gain exposure for your project we can we can do quests inside the world we have a hang glider if someone wanted to do something related to extreme sports for example we could gamify their nft project by 
using the hang glider in a kind of like an obstacle course. If you're also an artist who's looking to submit your artwork to be in this metaverse, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Actually, Nate, my son, and I are co-founders of Metacraft Pro, which is a triple chain minting platform and very low cost gas fees because you can mint on Polygon on our uh, platform, which is pennies basically to, to mint an NFT. Binance chain, right now I think the gas is around $1 or $2 per NFT. And the Metis DAO, which is one of our main partners based in Toronto, they have a very active community of about 80,000 people. And uh, we do quite a few projects with them. Their uh, token has done very well. So the gas fees are a, a bit up on that. But again, their community members are very active and hungry for new NFT projects that they can invest in. So it's uh, sometimes better to list with a boutique minting platform like ours, as opposed to the big ocean of the larger platforms. Like you'll, if you're new to the game, relatively new, and you, people don't know you and you post your stuff on OpenSea because you think that's the big one, and it is right now, there's no tag. Nate and I actually uh, listed our first NFTs there as well. I sold my very first uh, NFT last April on OpenSea for 16.1 ETH. It was uh, 52,000 US dollars at the time. But that was wild too, you know, because I'm a, a physical abstract artist. Well, and it right? sells well physically, but you yes. are selling it also inside of the Confluence. Right. So that's basically what my mosaic NFT drop is. I, I did 1,250 paintings since last April till now. It took me 10 months to prepare them all. And they're all uh, micro paintings. And I've digitized them all and I'll be dropping those in February. So I just have to gamify the NFT drop and make it a little more add more utility for the buyers of, of my NFTs. That's very important. It should start with good art, but you also have to add some utility. It means some usefulness to the NFT. Like for example, accessing tokens for games, or perhaps I'm going to offer actually real estate or land in my worlds for buyers of Say you buy nine of my NFTs, nine is the magic number. You'll be able to get your own place in the courtyard. So you have to think about ways to make your NFTs useful for the people who are buying them. So that's one of the ways you can do it is offering them an opportunity to be able to display their, whatever they'd like to display in their own part of the metaverse where their friends in avatar format can join them. They can play some games based on that theme. So these are the kinds of things that we're all doing to attract people to use our platform. That's we have exciting. the platform to mint and we have the metaverse to promote. We think we'll attract enough people to our project. I think you will. You've heard it here <laughs> on Rocky Nash Live, Savvy Streaming. Matt Vey says, if you're an artist and you want to have your art in the confluence in this metaverse, what should they do? 
know, they should just hit me up on LinkedIn and I'll take care of it. It's as simple as that. No problem. They can go to Midcraft directly and log in and mint their NFTs. Why not talk to the guy who's actually building the metaverse and can help you and point you in the right direction? I make time for people. Um, there's a lot of people out there who don't do that. And that's not my style. I, I make time. I'm an artist. I'm from a small town in Canada and I like to deal with people. So I'm not, I'm not hard to get in touch with, um, easily approachable. Let's put it that way. He really is. How I forget the population of Chengdu, but am amongst all of the population, I met you at an expat <laughs> library in Chengdu, Sichuan province, an amazing experience when I was attending college there and I met you. And this is amazing that you're offering this. So if you're an artist and you want to have your artwork listed in the metaverse, contact Matt, but also does this include photographers? Yes, absolutely. Sure. Not just, and musicians. So in our metaverse, which I can show you, I can demo for you. Why don't I just do that now? Sure. Let's do I'll this. I'll show you the concert hall for, it's not just for art and photography, but for music, music videos also. So you should be able to see a castle. Can you see that? I can see it. It looks great. I see an avatar as well. This is an old build. Actually, there's custom avatars now. We first started with these little droids. And you could just change color, whichever color you wanted them to be. But now we have a custom avatar. Nate's been working on building a lot of uh, choices for avatars. But this was originally for my mosaic NFT drop. And my exhibition is inside this castle. The idea was I needed to have an experience for people who we're buying my NFTs. All I would have to do is enter the room name, for example, the Mosaic NFT. And then all they would need to know is the room name and people would be able to join me in real time and speak with me in real time. And I would lead them through the metaverse experience, the VR experience, just like hosting or curating exhibition in the real world I'd be doing it in the experiential world so this might be a bit jumpy because it's over zoom but for me it's very smooth so this is the exterior of the castle and this is a pc build this is not straight vr pc build we did because most people have a pc a lot of people don't have vr headsets yet right so this is just easier to do so this is the little forest. We're going to put a path down here that will lead to our Pandaverse. So this is how it works as a cultural hub. There's a path and you go down different ways around the path and you'll find different activities and different themes to do. So this is the main castle. That is one of the cultural hubs in my main story, which is driving the, the main VR title. We're just going into the foyer here. And I'm just going to take you into the grand hall where we can see the art exhibition. Beautiful. I heard also the ambient noise outside. I was like, are those real birds? It sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. In the new build, you can actually ride a horse around in our environment or a Jeep or a motorcycle or whatever you'd like to do. So this big screen at the end, by the way, 
be gamified for my mosaic drop. That was my intention was to have a matching game or a puzzle game on this screen. It's actually playing a video uh, right now of the mosaic NFT drop. If you just step on this platform, it will start to show you the mosaic uh, painting coming together. Uh, it's just starting now. Yeah. So that's just a video. You can play videos on there you want or whatever whatever presentation. I'm just going to take you over into the Mosaic NFT gallery. That sounds great. And so that main, in the main hall, that display case is only for Middle Kingdom Studios artwork. And then you're taking us into other chambers where someone else can hang their artwork. I can host any exhibition in here. Just have mine as the first one, right? So we can change this at, at any time to host another exhibition, but until such time of it, it will be the mosaic NFT theme. So my son, Nate, has configured this. You can see the inquire button. This is actually one of my mosaic NFT pieces. That painting there is called the Jedi. I don't know if you can see him there. It's abstract, but he actually showed up. You can see the hooded figure. I see him. I see Yoda. Yeah. Yes. So... And that painting is actually only 3CM by 3CM. It's like a micro painting, but when you blow it up into the VR experience, it looks really cool. So you can actually, these are uh, dynamic. If you inquire on, on that NFT, it will take you to my drop page. So this is how it would work for artists, basically. If you go to the NFT gallery, and you click on one of the NFTs on the wall uh, to inquire, it can lead to your NFT sale page on Metacraft or whatever platform you've minted your NFT on. It could go to OpenSea or to any of the other platforms. So there's six art galleries, but I'm just going to take you over also to the offices. And these are just different ways you can have a space in the metaverse. We have some offices on the other side of the hall. So there's the art gallery. Then there's an office here. This is the Metacraft office. And in each office, we've figured, you can see the frames on the walls there. So you'd be able to have your office. You can have a meeting in here with eight or 10 avatars, people in avatar format. Someone can do a PPT presentation on this screen right here, just like you would do in a normal office environment. So avatars are sitting around the table kind of thing. The NFTs on the wall can all be remote config to whatever NFTs the people who own the space want to put in there. So not only gallery spaces, this is an office space. So companies yeah. can get involved in this. And also right. um, you mentioned things you can't give too many details on, but a pub, other things. So transactions will be able to happen inside of this metaverse. If someone's interested, those are just placeholders, obviously. This is an empty office, which my son, Nate, can configure in whatever configuration people would like to have. So if it's a news organization, for example, Rocky Nash could be sitting there at her podcast uh, station and do her podcast from inside the metaverse. And you could have your own awards or NFTs or whatever you'd like to put 
in the NFT frames, you'd be able to configure that yourself. I like the sound of that. I'm just going to take you to the concert hall at the back of the castle. So there's the backyard. So you see, this is a different theme than the castle, right? As I mentioned before, you can do whatever you like in the metaverse. So this is a concert hall that we've prepared for a teen idol in China who has hundreds of thousands of fans. He will be performing in this concert hall for his fans in avatar format. It's beautiful. It looks like the Coliseum of sorts here in Las Vegas. So all this land around here is land that we're developing uh, inside our metaverse for people who want to do projects with us. So all these spaces are available. So this concert hall, the performer will perform on the stage. Avatars can come into this area here. In the VR experience, sound is uh, spatially aware. So you can place uh, the sound components in whatever configuration you'd like. Basically, the closer you get to the source, it's just like in real life, the closer you get to the source, the more you can hear it kind of thing. Wait, now you said this is PC generated. Is there a space within this world where someone who mm -hmm. perhaps is a 360 or VR artist can put a, a space within your world? Yeah, so this build is actually full VR too. This is just the PC build. We could send you a build. It would be very large. That's why it's easiest to do the PC build because most people, computer can handle it. <laughs> but it is in full VR. If someone has a headset, they can be in this environment in VR, no problem. We start with full VR, and then we have PC builds and mobile builds. WebGL builds, and you have to configure things differently and use different uh, textures and, and uh, really optimize everything so you're not blowing up people's devices. Nate is uh, doing a Aztec-themed generative art NFT drop, and people will be able to play his Maze Runner game to win one of his NFTs. If I'm just going to introduce him here, Nate. Thank you for joining us, and we're excited to hear about your project. Awesome. So this is inspired by actual Aztec history. Back then, the Aztecs had slaves, but the, the difference between their system systems across the world is that there are a few ways for slaves to obtain freedom. Uh, they can work their freedom, uh, they can pay for the freedom, or in this, the unique part which inspired our game is they are encouraged to escape uh, to freedom. So th this game is set in a dungeon and at the top of the dungeon there is a king's room which is the sanctuary. So if the player is able to go through all the uh, levels and arrive at Mazuma's king's room and uh, sneak past him, he is able to obtain Mazuma's prized possession. Uh, you can select a character here and this is this will be available on PC, web, and at so right now I'm demoing a web version. So you can see it's, uh, he spawned in a prison cell and the Aztecs are known to be very famous gardeners and that's why you see plants even in their dungeons. So this is a stealth game instead of a combat game. So what you wanna do is you wanna hide from the guards. If, you, if the guard sees you, uh, in most cases, you will be caught. 
but sometimes through skillful maneuver, you'll be able to outrun. We appreciate your historical research. Yeah. Thanks so much. I built this game, so I know this game very well. But usually it's going to take a lot of time to figure out where everything is. You can see an arrow here that's pointing towards entrance to the second level. I'm just going to check if the guard's over here. He's, okay, he's walking over there. I think I can outrun. Uh, when you press shift, uh, you can sprint. So now we're heading towards the second level. And each level is different. And in the official release, uh, the map will be different every time. So you can't like memorize the map. Instead, you have to explore the map. But for beta, we don't want to make people too frustrated. So we're going to release one map and people can get a feel of the game like this. Even though I built this game, I, I can't make it to the top every time. So that sounds pretty family friendly, actually, right? The strategy game more so. So, okay. so here's the king king. Uh, you can see Montezuma sleeping in his big pile of gold. And it, uh, the trigger is made visible for testing purposes. You can see. But if you uh, crouch and hide behind the gold piles. Thank you for the tour. So right now it's in beta. When can people play it? We're hoping to do the official release by the end of the month. Of course, that has to uh, depend on feedback. The beta testing will begin like maybe even tomorrow or yeah. the next day. It's ready to go out. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm getting my, my Quest Oculus uh, headset soon. It's a great pleasure to share this. Thank you so much for this tour. A family of talented people who can uh, introduce us to the metaverse. Thank you, Nate. For people who are not artists on Metacraft, Nate has created a number of AI NFT creation tools. Metacraft is hosting an event right now where people can use the AI creation tools that Nate has developed to create their own NFTs. And if they're really nice ones, Metacraft will actually buy them back from the creator. So it's a pretty cool little event. You can actually win some crypto. So all they have to do is go to Metacraft and look for the AI creation tools button and try it out. And if they create a, a cool one, they can win some crypto. That is a great deal. Thank you both for explaining the Confluence Metaverse, also Middle Kingdom Studios, and also for the call to action out to artists to list their artwork in the, your world, as well as those who don't perhaps have the artistic abilities that they can also use the AI tools to create their own art. So this is pretty exciting and we're going to stay in touch. Thank you so much. If anyone has any questions in the comments, be sure to tag Matt Vey or Nate Vey.